The Morning Struggle podcast is brought to you by Blue Clover Therapy, a mental health counseling practice in Salt Lake City, Utah. Visit www.blueclovertherapy.com for more information. Blue Clover Therapy, because your mental health deserves a specialist. Welcome to the Morning Struggle Podcast, where we take habits of successful people and break them down one at a time into history, science, and action plan so you can implement them into your life to build a better you. Stay tuned. I have a theme for season three. What is it? No quibbing. We just get right into the episodes. Because we can't get it? Because there's, we've kind of told everybody everything about our lives. And our, our life's pretty repetitive at this point. It's so repetitive. Yeah. It's crazy repetitive. Yeah. And people don't want to hear the same thing over and over again. Nope. Like I ate toast. Yeah. Had some coffee. That's it. I eat toast and I have coffee. <laughs> I wish there was more to my life, but that is essentially <laughs> that is my really life right now. So yeah. you ready? Yeah, I think we'll just go into this. This All is right. good. Welcome to the Morning Struggle Podcast. I'm Ty. I'm Jesse. We bring you habits of successful people. Today we're talking about... Names. Names. I was really nervous about this one. You want to know why? Why? Because we already named our kids. Oh, so you might have screwed it up already and you can't go back. Well, well how did I get... Well, you picked the you pick the names. I didn't pick the names solely. We had a conversation about uh, having yeah, just, a baby. Just like everybody, every other married couple has a conversation. It's like, you tell me what to do. And I say, okay, because if I say no, you still tell me what to do. <laughs> so yeah, we had a conversation. You're right. We had a conversation about it. And our babies were named. But So we're talking about how names can affect the success of the person. Success, personality, various traits. Just identification, that like the whole essence of the, the person. The whole package, yep. So names are actually really important. Yeah, and even our physical appearance. What? Yep. You, you, that is affected by your name? Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay, so if you already have kids and you've named them. Sorry. Well, hopefully you did. You got lucky <laughs> with this. If you haven't named kids, take some notes because if you want the next president or the future <laughs> president child mm-hmm. and you want to be Grandpa White House, you mm-hmm. want to be living in the Lincoln bedroom, yeah. you know, you need to name your child appropriately. <laughs> so... Without further ado, let's get into the history of names. This day in history. So names, they've been around since we started talking. As far as We're I know. assuming. I don't know. Tell me. Well, we, we assume that people had names all the way back to oral history. Right. Like the Iliad and the Odyssey and Homer stuff. Everybody had names. Mm-hmm. But names were a little different back then. They were descriptive. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we're going to kind of just talk about Western culture because... They kind of branch off Eastern and Western culture. But Western culture's name were descriptive. So like Gaelic words mm-hmm. were like Conan was hound and aid was fire, right? And then they would compound those words together, kind of like you see in like Native American cultures. Right, right, right. right. Like um, tall tree or... Running deer. Running deer. The same thing was in our history where you would have compound names such as Edwin. Ed is like prosperity. And wine is friend. So be like a prosperous friend, Edwin. What? And that's how you Who named you? Who named me? Who does it not? No, not you personally. But like, how did they get their names? So they go like, oh, I'm a good friend. They think that the names were were chosen by parental units. Oh, okay. Just the same. Just the same it is now. Okay. We've been doing this forever. They also think that names were chosen and not like given or earned. So like you didn't have to 
grow up and then at 25 you're like i'm really good at chasing horses yeah horse chaser you know so <laughs> you were given your name at birth horse chaser but what happened was so ed is e-a-d and wine w-i-n-e uh-huh. became edwin e-d-w-i-n okay because it came became fossilized versions of these names oh i see because we developed a pool of names oh so you would get you know you would get Edwin and Conan and all those different things. Mm-hmm. And in like um, Iceland and the Nordic Viking area, right. they would name you after like a god and then something else like Thorhalla. That would be your name. There's one, There's actually like a lot of Thors out there in that culture because their oh. lineage would have that. And you have a pool of names. So all of a sudden it's like, hey, we're out of gods. We're out of descriptions of throwing sticks <laughs> these are the names you can choose from because people gotcha. just were getting less creative so you have a pool of names and then they became fossilized right. because you just kind of used them over and over and then you stopped using those words in your language oh i sense? see because you didn't have to break it up it would just the name was a name now the name was a name now so okay that, that makes and, sense and so, that, that, so that's where we're at now we've got some interesting stuff that happened in the roman empire okay romans really liked really long names so this is where you start getting names of lineage oh so you would get your given name Uh uh-huh and then you'd get a lineage list of names so like your your given name your family name and then where you came from okay so it'd be ty shepherd of california yeah, like Al, like um, Demetrius of Alexandria, you know, like things, oh, I see things what like you're that. Saying, how they but describe, it, but like even this one. So, Q Pompeius Senatio Soista Precus was a consul in in 169, and he had 38 names. What? Yeah. What? Where? That was his nickname right there. What I just said. What? That was his that's, nickname. So you're shouting in a crowd, and that's what you would have to shout. That's what you would have to shout. Yep. <laughs> Um, so, wow. and we'll get, we'll get into that Did here it in a make second. You, would it make you more elegant or? Ooh, good, good, good question. So we're going to talk about where middle names came from. Cause Ooh. everyone's like, where, where'd my middle name come from? Right. And why would, why do we have them? And why do we have middle names? We're going to get into that one in just oh, a second. Nice. So we'll just talk about lineage real quick, um, or the order of operations. Okay. So Christianity, um, came into play yeah. and people would name their kids after saints. Oh, yes. That's These where saints William usually, and... Yeah. The early saints were living in the Roman Empire. They, oh. And so these, they would be like a, a Judean and kind of Roman name. So Hebrew and Jewish and Roman names, which are like Marcus and Anthony and yeah, yeah. Matthew and Joseph. Those are all... Those aren't Christian names. Those are names of like Romans and Hebrews. Oh. So we took those names because the saints had those names and... Uh, we wanted to name our kids after saints. That makes sense. So that's where the like the Gaelic names kind of like fell out of order with um with Western culture. Oh wow! Yeah, and then in England, this tra- changed. And then so this in England in we'll say the Norman Conquest of 1066. I'm just guessing as, on as the top of my head as if that's do. the if mm-hmm. I can remember that year. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so before the we had the saint names. Okay. A lot of names were compound and super weird in England, which is where most of us in the States, you know, right. come from the Western lineage is that Northern European kind of person. 
And that's, we're talking about our kind of names. So if you're from somewhere else, if your lineage is from Africa or from Asia or whatever, you have your own lineage. And it'll be combined path. differently. Yeah. And it'll be combined differently. And that's why we have different names right. for different ethnicities. Right. So that's where you see that. But for us, it would be like like Edelwein and Cutthroat and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Those names are gone now because... Cutthroat? Cutthroat. Cutthroat. Cuthbert. Oh, I don't know. Whatever. Things got less cool. Sir Cuthbert of New Hampshire. Whatever. (laughs) So, uh, but then they started to name after the saints. So those kind of names started to go away. And then you started to see the saint name become the last name. So I'm going to name my kid Henry. But now Henry became my surname. We became the Henrys. I became Johnson Uh because my name was John. And that's my son, John's son. Oh. And that's where your last names come from. And that's called um, a petro- patronymic name. Okay. It means it comes from your father or mother's name. That's oh, okay. where you get your last name. The next one is locative. Okay. That's, that's a location, a specific location. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm Tyler Dallas. Not, we're from Dallas. Wait, so, but why? why would some folks take... Their surname. Good question. And some people take their location name. I, I don't know. Oh, I don't okay. think it was like chosen in society. It was, it was kind of... Was like, these, we're, we're the guys from Dallas. These were very Wild West times back <laughs> in the Middle Ages. So this is kind of Middle Ages time. Um, we oh, started getting surnames. Um, epithets. Epithets are by names with personal characteristics. What? So this is like the... Um, like we're the big noses? Yeah, we're the big... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> really? Yeah, exactly. Oh, my god. With the tiny feet. You know, the, things the like that. The tiny feet. Um, but yeah. Oh, man. Bond Faith was a good one. Characteristics, uh, waste penny. Like, you waste your money? Yeah, you waste your money. Occupational was another one. So like a shepherd. Baker, shepherd, us like that. And um, toponymic. What is that? Toponymic mean? means description of where you are from. Hills, ocean, beach. Desert. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so the mountainers. Like Bach is bake from beach. What? So anyway, yeah. Oh, that's very interesting. But more importantly now, where do we get our middle name from? Yes, I'm very... Because this was the interesting one. Because there's no function to me. There's no function A middle to name. You. Like what's a, what's a middle name used for other than to distinguish you from other Tylers? Yes, exactly. Is that what it but is? here you go. So it starts in... Back in Greece. Let's go back in time to ancient Greece (laughs) Uh when the Romans had 38 names. Yes. Well, not everybody had 38 names. Okay. You had more names the higher up in society you were. See, yeah. So women only had two names. What? Slaves only had one name. Oh. So the Romans had their huge amount of names. And then it just kind of, as the Roman Empire fell, it went away. And we went all, we went back to like, that's Matthew. Matthew who? I don't know. Matthew. That one Matthew. Which, which Matthew are you talking about? I don't know. The one I'm pointing at. The one with the plague. Oh, you gotcha. know? So that was, that was that way until the Middle Ages. Mm-hmm. Then in Italy, they believe. Okay. They started bringing back the middle name. The yeah, three names. Italians. They started bringing back kind of a, a lineage name. Oh, okay. So you would get a lineage name. You get a, a two first name or a name and then a family and then a lineage. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that was for high society. Ooh. Because you wanted to tell people, if, if you, I'm just Ty Shepard, mm-hmm. well, that's that's nothing. But if I'm Tyler Michael Shepard, California. Of California. Of California. Yeah. They know. And now I'm in Utah, so it'd be California, Utah for my kids. 
because they want I want them to know Whoa. I'm from California and from Utah, and that would be locative names. Yeah. So those kind of things started happening in high society. Oh, wow. In in Italy, um, and then so this let's say 19th century saw more than half the boys born in France with just one name. Oh, okay. And that was the early 19th century. And they were all Matthew. And they were all Matthew. (laughs) But then as we continued, this went to half had middle names Oh, by then. So it was like 20, 30% had no middle names or had middle names to like over half had middle names. Whoa, that's a boom. Yep. And then as with all things, England got involved. Yeah, they did. And the upper class decided, well, if Italy's doing it, we're doing it. (laughs) So um, England's upper class began using middle names about... 1605, William Camden, a British historian, wrote that two Christian names are rare in England. Oh. He he held that true until the 19th century, um, though only about 10% of the British population had a middle name in 1800. 10%. 10%. By 1900, it was over half. Oh, wow. So, I mean, it's interesting, the trends that happen so quickly. Obviously, I mean, because everybody's having babies. So then it just like, boom. Yep. Now everybody gets middle names. Yep. Even like Pablo Picasso. He had oh. he had something like, oh, they didn't say, multiple names. And he tried out different versions of his names. Oh. So if you ever find a painting, if you're like walking around a garage sale or a yard sale, you see a painting from like P. Ruiz. Okay. That's Picasso. Oh, what? That's Picasso Ruiz. What? Yep. That's the thing is like, what if you're a painter and you have to sign your painting and you have 30 names? You can't just like take over the entire painting. I know. Oh man. So, but then they really now, complicated things. Now we continue to use that middle name, and now they're still chosen. They're less lineage based, and it's yeah. to it's to identify you in comparison to other people with your name. Gotcha. Because we have a lot of people now. We we need to kind of identify. Right. So I'm Jesse Lee. Yep. And I'm, I'm Tyler Jesse. Michael. Right. But we were just given lineage patronymic names right which are named after our mother father grandfather uncle aunt and that's right. a lot of what we get now we get a chosen name maybe a patronymic name mm-hmm. and then we have our surname which is either going to be locative or you know patronymic or in our case occupational that's right yeah that's yeah i, I guess because we are shepherds because we're shepherds yeah so like those are the shepherds yeah, because they, they have sheep and they're up on the hill. And they're right there. And they're And that's why them. there's so many shepherds, huh? Because, I mean, sheep are not... It, there wasn't like three of us that ruled the sheep herding. Yeah, herding back in the like, day was like, like farming, you know. It was it, like everybody had sheep. Everybody had to herd. So these folks... That's why when we go to a family reunion or we look in the phone book, mm-hmm. there's like 6,000 shepherds within a 10-mile radius of us. <laughs> it's like... just because there were, there were a lot of shepherds And that's there. why we need our middle names. And that's why we need we're our middle the, names. We're the... It's the Tyler Michael Shepherd. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Yep. So anyway, there's there's wow, the history of names. Sense. I got a little off track at the end there. That's amazing. But there we go. I love it. Now we're going to talk about why my name is going to make me successful or not successful. Yeah, and I'm actually... I have some bombs to drop. Okay, well, let's I get do. right it's into intense. the science of names. Have you ever met somebody and they say their name's Carl and they don't look like a Carl? Sure. Yeah. There is some truth to that. What? We look like our names. Like, wait, okay. 
So we are destined to have our names or we transform into the name we have. Exactly. So wait, 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 wait. I asked. I'm going to, oh, yeah, all the things. All of it about all, all of the things. All right, here, let's hear it. So it's really interesting is that each name, and this is cultural. So if we're going to take, we're going to take different cultures. It, it This particular study has been replicated hundreds of times in various countries. They just, it seems like kind of it's the, the graduate student's playbook. Like they, they get this you're rundown. You're going to do a name research study and then you're going to get your doctorate. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, and it, and I mean, and it's literally a France, Israel is, but it's based within the culture that this is uh, successful. Okay. So each name is associated with a characteristic behavior and then physical appearance. Okay. In okay. this study. In this study. Okay. And they can actually narrow this down. I looked up our names and it's... We, even you. our names are there. Our names are there. Yeah. Okay. So... Um, participants were given and, and it, the study kind of varies a little bit. So we'll have like 12 names to pick from. They have a picture. One of those names is correct. And then they'll, they'll pick it. Right. And then in other studies, they just pick a name out of a hat, kind of a situation, like not out of a hat, but out of their brain Okay, that fits that they feel like that fits that face. Okay. Right. Um, they were 28 humans or 28% accurate in picking a name for a person. 20, but that's pretty, that's, that's pretty accurate Super high. when you have potentially millions of names. So many names. So as long as it's within their culture and it's with a, with a ethnicity, uh, SES that they're familiar with, then they're 28% accurate. That's crazy. Isn't that wild? Like you the, look like a John exactly. and his name's and John. And his name's John. Well, and, and randomly, if you were going to do this randomly, it's about 20% accuracy. In picking a name, okay, right about oh, still that's still pretty, pretty high, high. Okay. and this is taking out less bombshelly, but I but know. still impressive. well, that's actually not the bombshell. Okay, um, but you take they take computers and do the similar practice where they they actually took a, a bunch of dating websites, okay, and they put all the pictures and names into this computer, and this computer actually was only about just over half right on picking names later on. For people based on physical appearance. Okay. And this is solely based on physical appearance. This is not based on characteristics. Okay. But what they found with this, I mean, hundreds of studies done here, is that it is cultural. So if if I go to like Israel, let's say, and try to identify someone's name, I am not going to be very accurate. Because it's if, not part of your, you, you don't have that data information in your brain. Yeah, I didn't grow up there. Sure. I don't, I didn't go to school there. I didn't meet a lot of different people with lots of different names, right? And right. the names will be unfamiliar to me in general, right? right? Um, but what they found was floral names, no matter the country. So rose and lily are very common within our European type culture, right? Right. But uh, verda, which verda? means, ver, yeah, uh, which is rose in Hebrew. Okay. Um. It would be kind of the Hebrew equivalent. Okay. Okay. Um, it, it, they have kind of the same characteristics throughout these different cultures. So girls with flowery names act and look similar? Yeah. So they're, they're, they are typically given to females in general, right? So we already have that. They act more feminine. They smile modestly. So they're not over overly seeking attention. Uh, they tend to wear feminine clothing, such as dresses or whatever is feminine for the culture. And they tend to have their hair grown long. Whoa, okay. Yeah. So then you have gender neutral names like Jesse and Alex. Okay. Okay. So actually Jesse, not Jessica, but Jesse. Right. They're more likely to bend gender stereotypes. Are so, you a, a Jerry? Because your name is Jesse. Yes. 
And are you bending gender stereotypes? Well, I, I can be a tomboy and you feel safe doing that. So, so, but if, if there's a male Jesse, he could be more feminine. Oh, okay. Because he doesn't have to stick to the gender roles because the, everybody knows a male and female Jesse. Okay. Yeah, sure. Right. That makes sense. So that, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, it, it makes sense within our culture uh, to so do that. We, you think we're given the name because our parents are more likely to like, like, let's say your mom is a kind of a tomboy anyway. Is she more likely to give you the name Jesse and you're more likely to be like your mom? Yeah. So, or are you given the name Jesse randomly and then you're more likely to be a tomboy because it's societally accepted? Yes. Or both. Well, so that's where it gets really complicated because okay. then you also have SES that plays into it. like Which is socioeconomic status. Yes. Which how much money you have and the neighborhood you live in. Yes. And there was a boom of specifically Jesse's. Um, around the 80s, which is when I was born, um, in middle to lower class SES. Okay, that right? makes sense. Yep. So, so then, because I was in that same bracket, does that make it? I mean, it's very, very complicated. But the but the fact is, is that these hold, and these hold within hundreds of studies all around the world, depending on what the name is. So the name really Thousands does affect how you act and how you end up. Yes, and another thing, because we've talked about spelling names when we were when i was i guess deciding our baby's names how to to spell them yes if they are traditionally spelled then they are more likely to be successful in traditional career paths doctors lawyers business people oh, okay that okay? makes sense um if they are uniquely spelled in some fashion a letter's different which is a utah thing by yeah. we got some unique names in in utah they are more likely to be successful in more liberal type Artsy careers stuff. um yeah an artist a tattoo artist um interior designer yeah. those kind of things the Cre- more creative creative, the creative minds yeah so so all the spelling you can be a caitlin and be spelled completely because we should have done Catherine, but we did just say caitlin instead of Catherine. i know you say that i like caitlin i, I like caitlin too but it's, it's caitlin's a hard one because it's spelled a hundred different ways. A million different ways. And what's yeah. the proper, what's the, there's no traditional name because it's a fairly new name. Well, but if you go, I yes, but if you go Irish lineage, yeah. um, it's spelled K-A-I-T-L-Y-N. Mm-hmm. So we were close, but not quite on. So Samantha and William, they'll probably go be doctors. <laughs> and Caitlin will probably go join a hippie movement. Yeah. And she would love that. She'd and be she great would be at great at it. she would be great at it. She would rule that, like she that would. arena. She that's would. for sure. Yeah. But no, but honestly, that's, we spelled it differently. So therefore she's more likely to be successful in non-traditional career paths. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? And what they call this, because all of your questions are accurate. Um, they are, it's called the uh, Dorian Gray effect. The Dorian Gray effect. Yes. And what it is, is that our personality or self-perception influences the physical traits and physicality of ourselves, which in turn, these physical traits impact how other people perceive us, which impacts our personality and our self-perception, which so it goes back and forth and back and forth. So how I act is going to influence how someone treats me, which is going to influence how I see myself which is going to influence how I act, which is okay. going to, and it's just this cycle. Cycle back and forth. Mm-hmm. And it, it's repeated with different people with the similar names over and over and over again. Right. So like a buck, if you got the name buck, you're probably going to be a tough cowboy guy. Right. It, it, because they, they, that is what our culture has determined is 
a buck name. Right. Right. Okay. So it, it cycles through okay. that way. Yep. Um, and one little tidbit about last names, because I didn't go into depth with last names so much, but people with last names starting with M or later are more patient and attentive. I know why. I know I know the answer tell to me, this one. Tell me this one. This is my guess. Because you have to take attendance in school and you have to wait yes. for your name. Yes. And it's usually from A to Z, yeah. right? But do they even do that anymore? Yeah. They still take attendance like yeah, that? Yeah, of course they do. Okay. So, course that, they do. so there you go. If you got a last name, M through Z, mm-hmm. you're going to be patient because you're the last one picked in yeah, attendance you, time. You have to stay attentive in order. So you have little practices every single day all through your grade school, right? Right. So you're going to be more patient and attentive. Isn't that interesting? That's interesting. If I was a teacher, I'd mix it up every day. So I would just have kids with anxiety. <laughs> they would never know when they're going to be called on. They can't. They can't prepare for it. It's just how it is. They would be the least patient class like, you've ever had. Yeah, you'd he'd have all these little twitchy kids. It'd yep. be awful. Yep. Oh my goodness. So do you want to know um, what our names mean? Aren't like Shepherd? No, or not Ty, Shepherd. Ty, Ty and Jesse. Yeah, let's let's hear what Ty okay. and Jesse mean. So Ty and Tyler are in that same bracket. There's some a little bit of variance, but because you went you go with Ty, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with the Ty version. Okay. okay, so you are a leader. Yep. You're steady. Yep. You're, <laughs> which is this is just ridiculous. You can be uplifting, inspiring when needed, but not all the time. Because you you gotta be. Diverse. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you can be charming, but again, not all the time. That's and that's true. and that's literally what it says. Um, you're very intelligent and can be witty as well, and during appropriate times. So you tend to be more stringent. Right. Um, and then physicality, you are athletic, strong, and you tend to be tall. Oh, uh, I I, I um, almost got a hundred percent. Almost got a hundred percent. But I'm only five ten, five nine, and and seven eights. <laughs> but I wish I was tall. You're tall. No, I'm not. I'm very average. What's considered <laughs> very average? Like I'm the average male height. Oh, okay. Like yeah. they, you open up a book and there's your yeah, picture. Like, and you're like, oh, yeah, literally, if they're me. like, like what, like they're like male, Caucasian, middle aged. It's like a picture of me. It's like average height, average build, semi bald. It's just like there you go. That's that's me. So what about your name? Okay, so here is where it gets fun. Okay. Okay, so first. I'm friendly. I am friendly. I'm unpretentious. Yep. Okay. I tend to, my features tend to be round and pleasant. Okay. So I'm not striking. Striking was one of the things I'm not striking, but I am pleasant. Okay. Right. And then here's the kicker. Has a pioneer feel. A pioneer feel. What does that mean exactly? You're like a homesteady lady. Yes. What does that mean? That that means you're ready to walk across (laughs) barren countryside. For weeks on end. Yeah, but what is you that? You don't show your ankles because a lady doesn't show her ankles. <laughs> That's true. And you like to can. <laughs> I like, And you like to can I things. I do like to so can. I'm telling you, yeah, you're a, you're a pioneer woman. Oh my gosh, woman. they know me. You're a homesteader. No joke, though. When I read that, okay, so because so, so comparing where, the two. So where where can people go to find their name? Because that's what they're doing right now. Well, yeah, so it, it varies wildly. Um, because every study is different. I took one from the, the France-Israel combined study. Okay. Basically, what you need to look up is the Dorian Gray Effect Study. Dorian Gray Effect Study, and then your name, maybe? Google yeah, and your name put, your, put your name in. If you bring that up, it'll come right up, and you can type your name in. It's like a search engine? Yeah, it's okay. very it's very simple stuff. Okay. But it's, it's essentially the database that all of these studies tend to use. Okay. Um, because, the, I mean, the, literally, like I said, when there's a playbook, there's a playbook. Right. So, what if your name's not in there? Oh, I don't know. You get to just... 
set the world on fire. Either you are and... a blank, either you are just like a blank AFEC mm-hmm. kind of person, just like a robot going through this world. Yeah. Or you can be whatever you want to be. Oh, the world the most... hasn't told you who you are yet. <laughs> that's the most inspiring thing we've ever said. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So it's it's pretty interesting how we are impacted. And how we impact others. It's in, it's incredible how intertwined things are. And mm-hmm. then it's like a chicken and an egg. You know, which came first or which one has the higher yeah. causality. You never really know. There is no way to decipher this. There's absolutely no way. So if you've got kids and you've already named them, hopefully it went well. I'm if, sorry. If, if you if don't have kids yet, get on the Dorian Gray website mm-hmm. and find out the traits that you want your kids to be. Because yep. not everyone wants the same kids anymore, which we live in a, in a very cool time. Yeah, where you, you can have the artistic kid, yeah, the artistic and you can have theater kid, the and theater, yeah. super proud of this, you know, the theater kid, or you can have the jock all star sports person, and they can be both. Yeah, or you can be both, or you, you got the outcast kid the who doesn't want to do anything, and and that's okay too. Mm-hmm. So we live in a very cool time. So name them what you want to see your kid, what you think your kid will be most happy with. Right. Okay. Well, let's get into. Oh, what was that? I just did. I just that's say, it. No, did it's I good. The action plan? Huh? Is that the action plan? No. Just give it's yourself not. a new name. <laughs> That's the action plan. Change your name. Perfect. Change your name to something Good luck, everybody. you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's go quick coffee segment. Yes. Then we'll do action plan. Mm-hmm. I, I have no idea what we're going to do for the action plan, but oh, I'm guessing it's going to be exciting. I drank pots and pots and pots and pots of strong black coffee, trying to keep my sleepy soul awake. But the sleepiness still comes along And when it does, it's fast and strong I end up with a bad case of the shakes So we're going to talk about coffee names. We're yes. talking about people names. Let's talk about coffee names. Does that mean you're going to bash Folgers again? No, no, I'm not going to talk about Folgers. <laughs> I'm going to talk about a study, a real scientific study. I'm going Whoa. the other way and I'm I taking know. over your little I kind of don't arena. like that you're stepping on my toes. I know. So this was a study done mm-hmm. by Emane Buzidi. Ooh. Um, I think it's Italian. I feel like they can do whatever they oh, want no, with that name. Copenhagen Business School. Yeah. Decided to see what brand and coffee name influenced the taste of the coffee. Whoa. So like because you like coffee X. Yeah. And you drink coffee X. Do you think it tastes better than coffee Y just because it has a different name? Because it's familiar and people like familiarity? And the answer is yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, this study was super long. You can go to <laughs> scanews.coffee. All studies are long. <laughs> and I, I looked at this. I was like, oh, I'm not reading this study. Like, where's the abstract in the summary? Yeah, exactly. And then I'll just something. skip everything else. But essentially, they, t- they took kind of, looks like eight, four to eight different coffees. Okay. With a bunch of people. And they have a high coffee and a low coffee. Mm-hmm. Like, flavoring and then they have brand names and then they have some regional ones you don't know an international one you do know i'm guessing we know the international one i'm assuming that which one it is. well the international one that has name recognition scored higher on perception of how good it tastes even the lower quality one because it's marketing because it's marketing and so they drank more of that they said they enjoyed it more even though it was a lower quality coffee oh so and, but then I was also reading a study. They said 67% of people enjoy a cheaper coffee. Really? Yeah. What I, do you, why? What because do you, why? of the name, because of the name brand. Like. No way. So if you, so if your brand recognizes, or if you recognize the brand, 
then you'll think the coffee tastes better. What? McDonald's coffee tasted taste tested better than Starbucks coffee. Oh, that is not. That's true. That is not. A it's thing. very true. You've so, yeah. had McDonald's coffee. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. A lot of people actually like it, but I don't like it because I don't care about name brands because oh, I am you're such a genuine name brandless. Soul. Yep. So. There you go. That's all I got for the coffee segment. That's really interesting, So just just know next time you are in the grocery store, that's why you say, oh, I like that coffee, and I like it better than all the other coffees. Yeah. You may not. You may want to do a blind taste test where you have someone else or a significant other put coffee beans in mason jars, and Mm -hmm. you don't know which one it is, and then you just try tasting it where there's no name recognition, and then say, I like that one. And like, congratulations, that was your local roaster who we've That's been trying awesome. to pitch all the time. That is awesome. Well, and it's funny because I will have opinions about coffee before, it just based on the packaging. Like, if I like the packaging, I'll assume I'll like the coffee. And so I'll power through a really bad bag of coffee. <laughs> Because you like because the I like logos. the packaging. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's why interesting. That's why, that's why you get. It's called name brand equity. You just don't have the same emotions for different brands because you identify with a brand. That's exactly it. It's a, it's based on your emotion, isn't it? Yep. Oh, very interesting. Yep. So wow. There's a reason why Starbucks, like some of these coffee companies, catch and then steamroll. Yeah. And they exponentially grow is because that name equity continues to ingrain itself in society yeah and, and it then snowballs it snowballs and your neighbors like it so you say you like it and then your friends like it and then next thing you know it tastes amazing even though it really doesn't taste much different than any other coffee mm-hmm. and it's four dollars a cup yeah so that that's where your coffee that's why we've gotten to where we are with coffee now you know what's interesting as humans we're so manipulated like and we're easy to manipulate yeah this was a neuromarketing firm by the way oh was it we yep. had, just had an episode on neuromarketing yes we did so they wanted to know how to manipulate that brain to get you to drink their coffee beans oh yes oh my gosh so anyway there's a quick coffee segment because we're, we're going a little long but let's get back into names yes. our names our, our our first names yeah we're gonna just names in general just names names in general, in general. Yeah. and then we're going to talk about the action plan on what you can do if you were given such a good name that you have way too high of expectations or you were giving such a bad name that you just can't <laughs> dig yourself out of the mud. Stop. It's not going to be that bad. It's going to be good. Let's hope you make the most of it, my boy. So just like everything that I always have you guys do in the action We're going to assess it. We are going to assess it. I want so you to know. This one's a hard one, though, because you're going to say, what is my name? <laughs> is that how you do the assessment <laughs> do, on this do, one? Do, do, do. Uh, no. Maybe you write it down? No. So what I want you to do... <laughs> At the top of your paper. Yeah. Make like sure that. the date's on there. Yeah. Um, note how you feel you are perceived. Okay. So use your name and how you're perceived with that name. Yeah. So if I walk into a Starbucks okay. and my name's Jesse, and how write, am I perceived? they write it on your cup and they say your name. It's Jesse. Pioneer how, style. Pioneer Jesse. Yeah. Pioneer Jesse. How do Jesse. you feel when, when the, the barista says your name? Yes. So how, well, how you're perceived. How you're perceived. Okay. Yeah. And in, I want you to think of different settings. So at work, at home, when you're at the grocery store, your kid's school, whatever. Just how and, and name it all out. And it doesn't have to be accurate, mind you, because this is your view of your perception of it's your view of how others perceive you. So it's not necessarily going to be 100%. Okay, but it's, it's the first step is to, yeah, just to kinda, assess where you're at. If you have a buddy, anybody at all, have them write down how they see you. Okay, so you do a self-assessment. You have someone else do an assessment right. of like who you are. As a human being. As a human being. But do know that if this person loves you as their spouse, as your mom, whatever it is, they're going to have... 
a very different view from of you than the general population because they love you. Yeah, yeah they're they have they're gonna have a bias. So so note that as well. And then I want you to pay attention to how you would like to be perceived. Okay. What do you so, want? And you can narrow this down to like five. Like I want to appear smart and I want to appear competent and I want okay. to appear friendly. Or so like me, I'm average Joe, middle age. I want to be perceived as youthful, tall, <laughs> and strong. Yeah. So the physical parts of this. Oh, okay, the physical um, parts. Well, but but again, with this effect, the way that you're perceived will, will make you feel like you make your physical traits change. So maybe you, you dress differently or you stand up taller. That, that makes sense. So you appear taller, like your posture is better. You seem more confident. Like there are physical elements of this, but I, I want you just to like write down the things that you, how you would like to be perceived. Okay. And then we're going to take action. So perceive like actual characteristics, um, not physical traits. Yes like, and like no. I want to be perceived as powerful. I want to be perceived as confident. I right. want to be perceived as suave, suave right. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Suave. 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 It's just suave. Suave is well. I I'm a I have like Italian heritage, and so I oh you fancy just mix up, up words. words every so. If there's an e on the end. You a it. All right. Yeah, keep going. Okay. <laughs> no. So if you like, that's a good example though. If you want to be charming and confident, you're going to change your posture and and probably your general demeanor, like okay. you're going to make good eye contact. So, so once you have figured out what your, how you want to be perceived, you're going to figure out action for doing those things. And action typically tends to be a physical piece, right? We tend sure. to dress different. Our posture is better. We work out more. We feel, you know, good and healthy. We eat better, whatever that is. Um, also little mantras, things that you can say to yourself, like, I am confident. I am, I've got this, that oh, kind litter, of thing. Little Stuart Smalley positive affirmations in the mirror. Yes. I, they work. I, I feel stupid doing them. And I tell all my guys at work when they're like, have a big test or something like that mm-hmm. to do them, mm-hmm. but they work. Yeah. They just work. So I know you feel stupid looking in the mirror. But no like, one can I'm see you. Just enough. do. I'm smart enough. Yes. Gosh darn it. People like me. Yeah. You got to do it because they just work. Right. They actually work. So just do it. Well, and that, that self-talk that you, you have said to yourself in the mirror will pull and run with you the rest of the day. So okay. if you're if you're having a hard go and you want to appear as if you're suave and, suave and confident, right, then when you hit those points where you're like, oh, man, I feel awful, those things will come back up. Oh, no, I got this. Like we, you know. People like us. We're good. We got this. That okay. kind of thing, right? All right. Yep. Um, so taking action, and then the be calm, like be okay with yourself as you go through this process. You're not going to be charming out the gate. You got to work in the charming. You got to work at the charming, okay. and then pay attention to what that actually is. Like, I'm not super funny, right? If I try to be funny. I'm really not funny. Like most of us, if we try to be funny, we're not funny. That's right. just the way we are. But if you, but for ourselves and we're genuine, we'll have yes. funny little moments and we'll have right. endearing moments. But if, but let's say I want to become a comedian suddenly. Okay. Okay. Then I need to pay attention to actual comedians, right? And what they do and how they do it because they also don't force it. Right. Okay. Right. They they have honed that task. So so look right? look for mentors or yeah. idols to essentially give you a roadmap of what you want to be. Right. So if you want to be a comedian, you start researching some comedians and seeing what they do. Yeah. If you want to be a CEO, 
You look at what they did, where they went to school, how what jobs they've had, and then what you they what go they look there, like, how they speak, yeah, how they yep. speak, what they dress like, all mm-hmm. that stuff, and you start to mimic them. Right, because the thing is, we are given a name, and we are going to perceive be perceived a certain way with a name. But if you walk in a room and you're confident, and like I, I could be intimidating, right? If sure. I wanted to be, when you want to be, you're very intimidating. Am I scary? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, but <laughs> I've honed that skill because I'm a pioneer at heart. Right. So I have to be I have to try to work at this being confident right. and unfriendly. Okay. But so that's what I want you to do. Coming up with mentors, taking action, that kind of thing. But then I want you to really love yourself for who you are. Like you have your own awesome traits. You don't need to be somebody else. So figure out who you are as a human genuinely and how to really capitalize on those things. Like I am a friendly person, so I'm going to be nice to other people and I can really capitalize on that. I'm a therapist. I have to be friendly to be a therapist, right? Right. And so genuinely being okay with who you are as a human being. And then thinking of this kind of modification as as just kind of tune up a a modification of certain things. So you don't don't hate yourself. You're not changing who you are, but you're making yourself the best version of you. Exactly. All right. Yeah. I like that a lot. It's building a better you, right? That's exa- oh my gosh! Did you just bring in yeah. my the motto that I make you say every time now? Ex- yep, get the build a bear one. The build a bear. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to assess our perception of yes. who we are. We're going to have someone else assess our perception, mm-hmm. and then we're going to decide how we want to be perceived. Yes. And then we're going to find people who are already that way. We're going to action pack. We're going to yeah. action. We're going to we're going to mimic essentially like mm-hmm. what kids do. We're going to pretend to be them until it's ingrained in us and we actually are that person. Yes. So those are the steps to essentially become who you are regardless of name or with name. With the name too. Just with the name. Yep, you're going to you're going to trailblaze Tyler into a different and, and if you if you really have a terrible name that just doesn't work, just, just just change it. Do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. It's your life. Or just love your name for who it what it is. Yeah, just be nice and you you are amazing already. I got a better one. You oh. make you change that perception of that name by being so amazing. Yeah. That now that name has a new societal perception. Boom. Okay, mic drop. <laughs> but anyway, I guess the gist of it is just love who you are, love your name, be thankful for whoever gave you your name, gave it to you, nickname yep. or, or real name or otherwise. Yeah. Um, but you can make it the best version of yourself. Exactly. All right. So go out there and build a better you. Thanks, guys. <laughs>